Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. The list of things money cannot buy you goes like this. Love, happiness, and as we learned again last night, votes. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. In Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdal. It is the 11th of June, Wednesday. Today, good as always to have you with us. Go ahead and put this date in your political calendars, everybody. June the 19th, that is eight days and counting. House Republicans are going to meet to pick their new majority leader. Eric Cantor announced this afternoon he's going to step down as the number two in the House GOP following his stunning primary loss last night. Marketplace's David Gura has been following the story for us all day in Washington. Hey, David. Hey, Kai. Before we get to Mr. Cantor and what his loss means, uh, let's talk about Mr. Brad for a second and what his win means. Um, There is money in this race, but not a whole lot of it on Mr. Brad's side, right? Yeah, just to compare the two war chests here, Eric Cantor raised, I think, more than $5 million, and David Bratt raised mm-hmm. 200000 So that's, that's much smaller. That's a, that's a big discrepancy. And you know, there, are, there are a few takeaways there. The first is, and I think Tea Party groups are going to be saying this all day, is that this shows how important it is to organize at the local level, uh, get people energized, get them to the polls. And you know, there's this other argument. I think it's an important one, and that is by having so little money, I think that David Brandt was able to escape some of the scrutiny that was applied hmm. to, to Eric Cantor. And mm-hmm. you know, that says a lot about politics today, sort of the way that we measure the, the might of a candidate has to do in large part with how much right. money he's raised. Right. Which turns out uh, uh, not to be dispositive in this case. Right. Uh, I cannot even believe I'm saying this, but we are only nine months away from another <laughs> debt limit fight. Uh, conservatives and Tea Partiers are now... Uh, I think it's fair to say emboldened, right, for that for that debt limit fight coming up in in March of fifteen. Uh, yeah, March two thousand fifteen, somewhere around there. And I caught up with uh, with a guy named Steve Ryan. He's a government affairs person, a lobbyist, and um, you know, he says it's hard to understate sort of what this loss means, what what Eric Cantor's defeat means. I mean, it unsettles the firmament. Uh, the, there's a, a ripple in the force, as as we would say, uh, and it's just totally unpredictable now what's going to happen out of that. And Ryan told me what he always has respected about Cantor is how good a manager he is. And there have been some hmm. points where, where that, that hasn't been great. We remember very very vividly when there was almost a deal between Speaker Boehner and President yeah. Obama, and that fell apart in large part due to, due to Eric Cantor. But, um, you know, what Ryan told me is that, um, you know, the Republican Party is going to miss how effectively Eric Cantor was able to manage these different groups within the party. Others who will miss Eric Cantor, item one on that list, uh, Wall Street Banks, the Chamber of Commerce came out today and literally said, we will miss Miss Eric Cantor. He was a friend of business and business was a friend of his. Yeah, again, his effectiveness as a manager had to do with how well he could bridge these different groups. And, and Tea Party Republicans trusted him, and so did Wall Street. And, and there have been these ups and downs. But someone who knows Cantor told me that he's really gifted in a small room. And so hmm. you've got a banker, you've got somebody from Wall Street coming down worried about what's happening. That person can bend Eric Cantor's ear. He's going to listen to them. He's going to give what they're having to say a lot of credence. He's going to hear them out. Um, they really respected that, and I think they're going to miss it. Not far from big business are the lobbyists in Washington on K Street. Also, so, uh, uh, no stranger to Mr. Cantor. Yeah, there's this there's this kind of unfortunate story. Yesterday, of course, was Election Day in Virginia, uh, and it's been reported that Eric Cantor was not in Richmond, his home district, in the morning. He was here in D.C. on Capitol Hill having coffee with, with lobbyists oh, at a man. Starbucks. So, uh, yes, he was very close to them. They knew that they could talk to him, that he'd listen to them. I should point out he's also a great fundraiser. He's yeah. raised a lot of money for the Republican Party. He's traveled an awful lot doing that. And, indeed, a criticism of him in light of what happened yesterday is that he was on the road so much he probably didn't spend as much time as he 
initiative back in his home district. And he was on the road, uh, one supposes, to raise money and, and generate goodwill for a bid for speakership, right? For the speakership. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You know, um, he's he's somebody who's incredibly young when you look at sort of the, the pantheon of leadership both in the Republican <laughs> Party and the Democratic <laughs> Party. I mean, Using that like, word pantheon <laughs> loosely, is that what you are? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I mean, look, look at the Democratic leadership. Everyone's sort of in their 70s or around their 70s. Yeah. Um, you know, same sort of true of the Republican Party. He, he was a really young, up-and-coming leader who was, as you say, on track to be Speaker of the House and... Uh, that's history. Quickly before we go, David Bratt, he is an economist by training, right, at Randolph-Macon. That's right. If you go to his webpage, you can see there's a, there's a picture of Hayek and a picture of Keynes. Yep. Um, you know, you can thumb through his CV and see that he's a real devotee of, of Ayn Rand and, and sort of free market economics. You got to think, you know, he'll be under more scrutiny now going forward, but that's going to sort of translate to how he approaches a lot of policy issues going forward. And, and we should say, assuming he wins in November, he's only one of 430.